Hey guys, Katie Day with the Move Me to Texas team here with another episode of the Real Advice Podcast. This week's guest is a California native growing up in the Bay Area. She's got a background in TV and acting, which you can kind of tell if you follow her on social media because she's an absolute assassin and badass on video. Uh, she's been active in the real estate industry since about 2009 after being licensed for a few years where she worked throughout the LA area in lots of different neighborhoods. Uh, one of the things that she's well known for now is like her market knowledge, savvy video marketing, and just badass video skills, her tech forward team, and just being an awesome mom, wife, roller skater, realtor, and team leader. Um, I've been fortunate to hang out with her at a few marketing and video conferences and masterminds this past year, and have really enjoyed getting to know her and learning more about her creative process, which I'm excited to dig into a little bit today. Please join me in welcoming Taya DiCarlo. What is up? Hi. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. We've been trying to do this episode for months. I'm yeah, I'm super pumped. Um, and I'm I'm like, as we were saying earlier, like I'm probably more pumped now because I feel like, you know, we know each other a little better. We spent some time together at a couple different conferences and masterminds. So yeah. Um, so for the the few people out there that may not already know you, uh, you know, who are you? How'd you get into real estate? Uh, yeah. My, my about me, my elevator pitch. A um, little bit about me. Like you said, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area and um, I'm a mom of two young boys who are five and seven, uh, which is so hard to believe. Like sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, you are a grown ass woman with like a house and children, you made humans, you know what I mean? You get this like weird sensation of, wow, I'm adulting on an entirely new level. Um, but uh, yeah, I live in Los Angeles. I love what I do. Um, I feel like in the last three years, I've really found my voice um, as a woman in business uh, and especially in my career. And I feel like I'm just getting started. And um I love I love doing shows like this where I can pay forward my knowledge and, and hopefully leave someone uh, moved and inspired to better themselves and their career. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So um, what really got you into real estate, right? Like I know that when you first like got out of school, you're kind of doing the the media thing, right? Like TV, acting, like whatever, right? So like what prompted you to to kind of ditch that and get into real estate? Oh gosh, well I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, when I first graduated from college, I majored in journalism. So I okay. really thought that I was going to be a newscaster. I found out very quickly that I'm way too emotional for news. Um, I worked for a local news station in San Francisco where I had to interview people on the streets. Um, and I just like almost broke down crying because it was so depressing. And I remember going back to my car being like, I am not cut out for this. I cannot do this. Um, but I really did love being on camera and I loved uh, storytelling really, yeah. really love storytelling. Um, and so I decided to pursue um, TV hosting and acting career. And my parents told me, they're like, you're not moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> um, and I said, well, I'm going to move to LA. And they're like, well, you should try and conquer San Francisco first. And if you can conquer San Francisco in the small um, on-camera like performing community here, then you can go ahead and do that. So of course, I, you know, I'm very much the same person as I was back then. I dove head first. I took all the courses, listened to any guru I could. And this was before, you know, really Google was that big of a thing. Yeah. I mean, this was back in 2004. Um, and so for those two years, I really, I worked for Gallo Wines, 
you know, stacking wine cases and going to auditions and trying to do what I could do. And in 2006, my dad said, you know what? Um, my real estate, he's a broker. Okay. And he said, I really want you to get your real estate license just to have it because, you know, you're not going to be stacking wine cases forever. And who knows if this on camera thing is going to work <laughs> out for you. So this could be a fallback. And I reluctantly got my real estate license. I reluctantly got my notary and I didn't use it for like, you know, I would argue two years. Yeah. Um, but my grandmother, you know, God rest her soul, um, before she passed away Christmas morning in 2006, um, right before then, like, a, you know, gosh, a year before then, she gave me a check to move to LA. She gave me my security deposit because okay. I had a roommate opportunity and because my parents were not going to help me. And yeah. all, all I had was my Volkswagen Beetle, no money. I had zero dollars, zero. Yeah. Um, and I ended up working at Nordstrom in LA. And, um, and then eventually uh, there was a writer strike in LA. I was trying really hard to be an actor. And like many recovering actors, <laughs> I fell back to real estate. I'm just keeping it real with you. Yeah, this, is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is exactly how it went down. And I really felt I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't feel like I was giving up on my dream. Um, but I'm a firm believer that it, you may not know the journey, right? But you know, the destination, you know, ultimately where you want to be, how you're going to get there, leave that up to the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You, you just have to do the thing and show up and trust that these detours, these no's are there for a reason. So when I was working at Nordstrom, I got approached by, you know, someone, a real estate agent who was like, you have your license? Why are you selling clothes? You should be selling houses. Yeah. And I thought, fine. So I did. And then I ultimately ended up being an assistant for two and a half years to a luxury real estate agent in LA. Um, so I really learned that high end, I'm talking like multi, multi millions of dollars, Brentwood, yeah. Bel Air, yeah. Bever Beverly Hills, um, celebrity clientele, where I really, I dove headfirst into that in the sense where I had no idea what I was doing. All I knew was, okay, I'm just going to follow the lead of my, my boss yeah. and I am licensed. So I learned everything on the spot for two and a half years. And then, um, I actually booked a, a TV hosting gig, which was like a dream come true while I was an assistant. Okay. And so I quit the assistant job to be a full-time TV host for an NBC affiliate. Nice. And I, and I did that for about a year and a half until, um, surprise, surprise, cable TV dissolved. And now we have online TV. So the cable TV show, uh, dissolved and that show went away, but it was an invaluable experience. I learned so much, um, about being on camera, storytelling, presenting, yeah, yeah. interviewing people, listening and really selling. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when that dried up, I was left, gosh, in 2012 being like, all right. Uh, there's this thing called Facebook that people are using for their business. And I had sold, I had assisted in selling houses, but I truly did not know what I was doing. So when I first got started in 2012 selling real estate, it was, which is when I got my, had my first sale on my own. Yeah. I knew nothing. All I knew was like, wow, if my boss could do it, I could do it. I was totally wrong. Fell flat on my face, was so broke. I mean, I was, you know, in my, late twenties calling my parents for money. Um, I had just gotten married in 2012. Um, and so I struggled a lot. Um, but that's how I got into the real estate industry was totally by default. And I'm so happy that I took those detours along the way. And I'm so happy that 
I trusted the people who loved me. Yeah. Because they saw something I didn't see. Well, and so, you know, obviously you, you said your parents had some background. You have a brother, right? That's mm-hmm. in real estate as well. Is that, yeah. I feel like I've seen that online. Yeah. He worked in finance for a long time and um, he got laid off and he he got divorced and he was he had this midlife crisis where he was like, well, shit, real estate looks like it's going well for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and I had to tell him, yo, it's really hard. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's finally catching his stride and, and doing really well. And he's a dad now and, and happily that's engaged. Cool. And so he's really happy. Um, that's awesome. So I know LA and Orange County, like we talked about, you know, the differences and, you know, kind of that, that area of California, right. Um, it's a huge market, right? Like we were talking to people, um, you know, that were also from California that were like, oh no, we don't go past this highway or we don't go past this neighborhood or whatever. So like agents get really specific out there in different areas and neighborhoods and stuff like that. So like you were working Brentwood, Pacific Palisades, Bel Air, Beverly Hills, you know, whatever, like what was kind of your thought process or, or when you kind of branched out on your own and got into things on your own? Cause you're South Bay now is where you're yeah. at. Yeah. I'm near Manhattan beach. Um, so if you're looking at the coastline of California, um, you have in Southern California. So if you're looking at a map of California for people who have no context, <laughs> right? San Francisco is Northern California. Yep. Then you go down the coast, you hit, you know, um, you know, Santa Cruz, Monterey, you're moving your way down Pismo beach. Um, and you have, or gosh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to misquote, but, um, cause California, we're not going to, we're not going to do the like geography. Yeah. You know, but, but, fact check here. but when you, but when you look at the beaches in Los Angeles, from north to south, you have Malibu, Santa Monica, um, Venice, Marina del Rey, Playa del Rey. Um, you have uh, El Segundo. And so once you hit El Segundo, like Playa del Rey, Marina del Rey, El Segundo, then you have Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, Torrance, Palos Verdes. So these are all of the coastal beach communities of LA County. And those are the communities from Santa Monica, really down to Torrance Beach is what I cover. Um, And what's happened now because of my, my growth on social media, I get people who are like, I know you don't cover X area, but I really want to work with you. So if I know that area, like if it does fall within an area that I've worked in before, like Santa Monica or Brentwood, and I have sold in those, those regions, I'll go ahead and take it on. But if it's so far away geographically, or if it's in an area that I truly don't know, what I'll usually do is co-list with a local LA agent. And that's actually how I did a number of deals in the last two years. Um, Local LA agents who don't cover the beach communities that are like, Hey, Taya, I follow you on Instagram. I would love to co-list this with you. Yeah. I also think that it's funny. Like when you say like, they don't cover the beach communities, how many miles apart is that approximately? (laughs) Like it's like less than 10. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's because like when because we were talking about Texas and like our our geographic spread, and it's like oh well, yeah, we cover about forty five minutes to an hour outside of downtown. And Teo was just like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> my my brain cannot even comprehend. And and honestly, um, even up in the Bay Area, in San Francisco, people yeah, either thing. cover they cover the city, which is only or a seven East Bay, or yeah. exactly like seven by seven. The San Francisco is seven miles by seven miles. Yeah. So it's like there are people who only cover that area or the peninsula or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. California, just really because of traffic and because of density, you have to really be an expert in your area. And so when it comes to Orange County, 
I refer that out to a number of agents who I love yeah. and respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's funny. It's just it's funny how like different states and different areas have those you know geographic uh, you know nuances. So um, you've been in real estate for a while, right? Uh, what would be like a piece of advice that you would give someone if they were just starting out, like day one, just got their license? They're like, I'm going to give this real estate thing a shot. What would be what would be a piece of advice you you'd give them? Oh my God, I would get into coaching right away. I really would. Um, I think that. If, if I were to tap into my memory, if memory serves me correctly, I remember feeling completely overwhelmed. Um, you go in life, in school, you know, checking into your class, you look at your schedule, right? You show up to, you know, first period, second period, and you know where you're going, you know what you're doing, you know what the assignment is. And then you get out of college and you get a normal job and you check in and you check out. And on the weekends, you let loose. When you get into real estate, you are accountable for your own actions. And this yeah. is the first time in most adults' lives that they've ever had to be accountable for the work input that they're doing. Yeah. Um, and so if I had to do it all over again and I didn't know anything, I would hire a coach right away. And and really, this is not just a major shout out to Tom Ferry. It could be any coach, any, biz, any business coach that knows real estate to say, yeah. hey, let's structure your day. Let's have a routine where you're going into the office. Because I think there's a very big misconception about being a real estate agent where you're like, I make my own schedule. I, I became a realtor because I want more free time. <laughs> no. If you like, let's break that myth right now. You are not going to have free time. You better love what you do because you're going to be working all the damn time. Yeah. So that's 100%. what I would do. I would hire a coach. And then the other thing I would do is I would establish a routine. I would make sure that you're, you're blocking out time every single day to learn your market. All the social media in the world is not going to help you if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> You know, you 100%. need, yeah, you need to know, you need to go to brokers opens. You need to go to open houses. You need to go into the, it's kind of like you you can't effectively sell anything unless you can touch it, feel it, see it, yeah. experience it, know it. Um, and then you can have a, a strong stance and opinion because people want to buy things from people who have confidence in what they're talking about. And unless you throw yourself in the mix, like full force, you're not going to have that confidence and people won't trust you. Yeah, for sure. So as far as routine goes, like, um, what is your, you know, general daily? I mean, I know obviously no day is ever the same, but like, what are some some big blocks like in your week or in your day? Um, gosh, during COVID, I really had to change this up because yeah. um, I was getting up very early in the morning, and you know, my old habits were doing my morning routine that included like a miracle morning type thing. Yep. Your savers, your silence, affirmation, visualization, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but I'll be honest with you lately. Um, my routine has shifted, uh, to involve a lot more self-care because I, very important because I found that, you know, waking up in the morning and being in reactive mode, was just hurting me emotionally, spiritually, um, and physically yeah. where I, you know, you jump out of bed and you're like, Oh great. What fire am I putting out? And I would answer my phone right away. First thing in the morning when the kids are still there. And so my routine now consists of, I have my phone on do not disturb between eight thirty AM and six thirty. or excuse me. It, it at six thirty PM it goes on do not disturb. Yeah. And yeah. then it and then um it doesn't come back on until eight thirty AM. 
Yeah. So unless there's a true emergency, you're not going to be able to reach me. And I know a lot of people are like, well, what if you get a lead? What if I do? I, I've done that before where I'm answering calls at 11 o'clock at night and it's just not a life to live. Uh, it's yeah. just, to me, there's no dollar amount that makes that worth it. So my routine consists of um, waking up in the morning, having some quiet meditation time. Um, the The key to a successful day is a powerful nighttime routine. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the morning routine. The nighttime routine sets you up for success. So if you're going to drink celery juice in the morning, press that juice at nighttime, <laughs> put yeah. it into a glass, put it into the refrigerator, do all the little tweaks and adjustments that you can the night before. Yeah. So when you wake up in the morning, you're on autopilot and you know exactly how your day is going to start because you don't know what's going to happen in the middle of the day. You can have the best of intentions and think, you you know, I'm going to have my podcast at noon. Right. And it's like, but things happen and you have yeah. to think on your feet and that's just part of the job. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what, going back to what you said, kind of as far as new advice for agents um, just starting out or advice for new agents just starting out, um, you know, you mentioned coaching. So how long have you been in coaching? Did you, When did you join um, coaching? Um, I joined Tom Ferry Coaching in 2014 because I was ready to quit the business. Okay. So from 2012 to 2014, I tried as hard as I thought I could. Um for two years with yeah. really, really poor results. And, um, and so I talked to my husband who we'd just gotten married at the time. And I said, <laughs> I said, it's, it's either this or I quit. Yeah. And he was like, well, it better work out because if it doesn't, you're getting a nine to five job. Like, I don't know what to yeah. tell you. We've got, we had just bought a house. Like, you know, he bought the house early on because I was still figuring it out. And, yeah. Um, and I think that's for anyone listening to this right now and they see where I'm at currently, you know, bright, shiny lights and videos and money in my bank and, and all these things. It was not that long ago that I had overdraft fees and was like crying and fighting with everybody in my family and like in a really dark place. And I was really desperate when I called Tom Ferry Coaching. Um, and I, I said to them, like, this better work. <laughs> and they're like, well, it will work if you do. Yeah. Um, you're and, like, and at that, that point, and I'm, I'm really happy that I hit that rock bottom place because I was like, I will do whatever it takes. You just have to tell yeah. me what to do. I will be a robot head down blinders on. And that's exactly what I did. And I went from selling $1 million worth of business. Think about that. Well, 1 and, million yeah. to, to my first year in coaching 10 million. Yeah, that's unreal. While pregnant. So yeah. I was like, oh wow. If I and and so anybody who looks at my numbers and I've been in and out of coaching 2014, I was in coaching 2015. I had a major life setback and trauma in my life where I had to take time off. And then I had a child in 2016. So it was like start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. And it wasn't until really 2018 that I can swear on your show, right? Yeah. That I was like, fuck it. I'm like yeah. I, game on bitches. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to hit the ground running. I'm unstoppable now. I'm, I'm not growing my family anymore. Yeah. Like imagine what Taya can do with fewer roadblocks, starting, yeah. stopping, starting, stopping. That's exhausting in any, any career. And so for me now I know, like, look how far I've come because yeah. I've had fewer interruptions and I will never get out of coaching now. Like I've been in coaching consistently since, uh, December of 2018. And I mean, your business has exploded since then. So yeah. like, I mean, 
2017, December yeah. of 2017. Okay, yeah. going into 18, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about video. Obviously, you know, you're very well known for that. Your your shows um and and now reels that you've been putting out are hilarious. Like <laughs> I they're uh they crack me up. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram, hop on over and follow her real quick. But um, I've been following you for a while. Um, I've loved watching your journey with video. Um, one thing that we talked about, um, I guess a couple of weeks ago when we were together in person was like kind of the journey, right? Like all of us started out with like, you know, shitty Facebook live and like <laughs> cell phone videos and like, you know, we'd hire a videographer every once in a while. Right. And like, I really saw with you over the past, you know, two, two plus years, like the production quality of your videos has increased so significantly. Right. Like, um, it just, it's so impressive. Right. Um, so for people that don't know you or don't already follow you, like walk us through kind of, you know, I I know it was basically in 2020, but like walk us through kind of the journey of like, okay, Hey, I know, you know, since we've been in Tom Ferry and listened to Tom Ferry and whatever, like we know we need to do video. Like that's not something we are unaware of. Right. But like, what was the light bulb moment for you that was like, I need to make an investment in this. Yeah. Um, I know exactly the moment. Um, it was in January of 2020. Um, I sat down with my coach, Jason, and um, and he's like, I'm going to give you some constructive feedback, and I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings. <laughs> Jason Fantana, for those of you that don't know Jason Fantana, he's also like the nicest person ever. And whenever he has anything constructive or whatever to say, he's always like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to say this, but, you know, whatever. And he's just so like sweet that you're like, oh, yes, Jason, tell me. And then what happened and then you cry and then you cry and then you cry. No, but he was like, he goes, you know, you're doing these videos whenever you feel like it. You're doing it whenever you ins- you're inspired. And when you do do them, people have a nice response to it. But I wonder what would happen to your business if you actually had a regimen. I wonder what would happen if you had a weekly show where people actually could look forward to content on a regular basis. And so I said, why do I have to come up with a show? And he was like, well, not only do I want you to come up with a show, but your quality of content doesn't match your caliber of property that you're selling. And I was like, <sighs> what? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, he's like, you're selling million dollar homes, multi-million dollar homes. Your videos should reflect that. And I was like, oh, are you saying my videos are garbage? Like are cheap? Are you calling me cheap? You know? And, um, and so at that moment I was like, okay, fine. And I, I spent about a month establishing a brand. I really, I didn't just like throw something at the wall. I was very intentional. I went to Office Depot and got those big oversized post-its that are like, I have them floating around. They're massive. They're really big. They're huge. And I got Sharpies and I just, I wrote down colors that I think of when I think of me. I wrote down my hobbies. I wrote down my passions. I wrote down my family. I wrote down words that come to mind when people think of me. I mean, I asked people for feedback about me and then we established Taya's Two Cents. And we launched that in March of 2020. Weird. Um, and, And I had content to put out every single week. And within two months, I saw a huge response. And so that's when by July of that year, I let go of my first videographer because we were in lockdown. I shot in yeah. this in this room. Um, I fired that videographer. He was great to start with, but you have to fail forward. You have to test yeah. people out. And um, I hired Ricky, who was a lot more expensive, but the quality was just 
I mean, unbeatable. It was yeah. like TV production quality. And I had to go to like his studio, um, which is in Orange County. It's so oh, far God. away. It's like 45, on, Ricky. What are you it's doing? Like 45 minutes away. But um, as soon as I started that, people took notice. And they were like, oh, wow, Taya's not messing around with this video stuff. And the funniest thing happened. Now people can't remember before I did these videos. Yeah. So I think that for anyone getting started in video in the beginning, people may not watch. But if you have quality content and you're keeping your audience in mind, you're not just reading a script and thinking, how do I look? How do I sound? Every video that I do, I number one priority is how is the audience benefiting from this video? Yeah. What's the message that I'm trying to convey? How is it going to help someone? And is it shareable? Because something that's shareable is going to get your message out to more people. And your stuff's really shareable. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you. So what advice would you give to someone that's looking to hire a videographer? Like I always tell people like, you need to get comfortable on camera first. So like doing, you know, Zoom, doing, you know, Facebook lives, Instagram lives, like doing stories, all that gets you comfortable. And then once you can talk into a lens, right, once you can, you know, hold a phone and be comfortable talking to camera and stuff like that, like, then I think you should hire a videographer, right? Like, yeah. um, but like, what, what would be some of the things that you, you know, think people may overlook when they're, when they're going to hire someone? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, let's, I'm so happy you asked this question because I get DMs every single day about, you know, Taya, how do I hire a videographer? And I'm like, well, hold up for a second. Do you want a videographer or do you want someone who's going to create all your content, be a a creative director, be a producer, uh, give you guidance, give you tweaks, give you corrections? Like I, I think that the biggest misconception about content creation, especially for business, is that people like me must be outsourcing everything. People like me must be paying for someone to post for me. I can't tell you how many times someone DMs me and I send them a voice note back and they're like, I can't believe it was you who's, who's, I'm like, well, who else is going to be managing my fucking Instagram? I don't trust, look at me. No one touches my Instagram except for me. I mean, I don't know if you were involved in that conversation, but we had the same conversation with Glenda Baker in Dallas. And she's like, I don't know what to do about all of these DMs. I'm like, you got to figure something out because yeah, yeah I mean, like she feels the same way. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm sure I don't have as many as she does, but neither I think, of us do. I know. Right. But I think that, um, when it comes to content creation, people really need to understand like these. So these are the phrases that I hear a lot. Wow. You must spend a lot of time on content creation. That seems like a lot of effort. Ooh. <laughs> that's expensive. Wow. That's time consuming. Can't I just pay someone to do that? Listen, if you pay someone else for your message to create something for you, I would argue that it's not going to be your voice. Yeah, It's not going to be authentically you. Is it time consuming to create content? Absolutely. Is, does it pay off? Yes. <laughs> A thousand percent. I can show you my bank account. I won't, but I can tell you right now it's worth every single penny, which is why I'm doubling my budget for next year. So when people say to me, I need a videographer, be sure that you understand your videographer's job is to film high quality video is to edit and to cut it together with your direction. You need to, you need to, you know, 
pull together videos that inspire you online. Like I took um, Tyler Whitman, his uh, Whitman wisdom. And I gave that to Ricky and I said, I don't want to copy him, but I'm very much inspired by him. Yeah. You know, I'm not a flamboyant gay man in New York City. Nope. I'm Taya DiCarlo. Like I wanted to have a Taya vibe, but I do like, I like the color backdrop. I like the catchy intro. I like that he really just owns his essence. Um, And he is the one who's creating these things. And so every time, and I can show you on my phone, I have a note section on my phone where no joke, look at just yeah. Vid, I mean like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons. I'm at the gym on the Stairmaster. And you're like, and I had an idea yeah. and I was like, oh, like what was my last video idea? I wrote down. Um, oh, you know, the Ariana Grande song that's uh, positions. Yes. Well, and, and it's totally played out. Right. And it's kind of provocative, but I thought, yes. wouldn't that be funny if like she's switching the positions for you? And I thought, well, what does a luxury real estate agent do for listings? Right. And it could be a video where it's me negotiating and I have a scroll that's like a super long laundry list of all the requests for repairs. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I'm negotiating on their behalf and I'm, and I'm in a big, like fancy luxury house. And maybe I'm wearing this like, like exact, like, you know, totally exaggerated luxury dress and like all these things. And I'm like, I get these ideas that come to me in the shower, at the gym, wherever. And I'm like, I keep them in my note section. Same. And so now that like my business is really thriving, I've been able to hire a marketing coordinator. And people are like, well, what does your marketing coordinator? Now you have a videographer and a marketing coordinator. Wow, you're paying a lot of people. What about your money? And I'm like, well, yeah, but if I pay people, I have more bandwidth to have ideas, to execute. And so my marketing coordinator, I take screenshots of things. I send them to her. I send her articles and I say, read this article. Give me, give me the true points. I want to make sure this article wasn't just clickbait. As they all are. (laughs) As they all are. And that's what our, that's what our last day is two cents was actually all about. Was like, hey, there's this article published by the LA Times. Oh yeah. I saw, I saw that one. Yeah. That says the market's cooling. And if you read the article, they actually say it's not. The headline doesn't match the Half content. Of the, like, gotcha. <laughs> and it's like, but if someone were just to read the headlines, which everybody's lazy and yeah. everybody only reads the headlines. And so that's, everyone's like, well, how do you come up with all your ideas? That's really exhausting. Like, yeah, but so is door knocking. And so is cold calling. Yeah. And so is calling your database. So I honestly, I think of uh, my content creation as one of the most uh, time efficient things I can, time effective things that I could do. Yeah where I'm creating content that is educating the consumer. Um, that is in a very subtle way, letting people know, I know my shit and I sprinkle in my proof of success. So they're like, wow, she's teaching us how to do it. And she does it. And so then that way, I I would argue that 90% of the listings I got this past year, I didn't even have to interview for. Yeah. And that's how I like it. <laughs> right. You're like, who else are you? No one else meeting with no one else. Wonderful. Um, so I know from your video content and everything that you do, like you get a lot of business from referrals, from other agents, from past clients. Um, and then like, you know, all of that kind of video content referrals, you know, what are some of your big goals for 2022 or like things that you want to implement additional lead pillars or things like that? Like what's, what's something that's like on the horizon? If you can share. Oh yeah, I will. I mean, I won't share too much um, because I did divulge that my, my budget's going to be doubling. (laughs) 
I basically, I'm like, Ricky, you love me. Um, <laughs> he'll like when we post this podcast, he'll be like, I do love you, Taya. Um, <laughs> but uh, my big ambition for 2022 is to do to YouTube what I did to Instagram. Yes. I want to blow up YouTube. I want to, we're doing, we're going to start um, a biweekly show. Uh, I was very much inspired by Jeremy Knight. Yep. Um, so we're going to do the Taya version of that, where we take relevant articles, whether they're national news. I mean, more specifically, I want to talk about hyper local news that's affecting the LA market. Yeah. And we're going to be doing a show. Um, and Ricky's creating a set for me, where it's nice. gonna, it's going to be very much like E Network, like E-N- yeah. like E News, but with me, where instead of talking about celebrities, we're talking about um, the yeah. real estate industry and, uh, and how it's affecting everything LA market related. Um, nothing more granular, not big. Um, yeah. Not macro. And then also in addition to YouTube, um, you're going to see a lot more uh, comedy shorts from me. I like it. <laughs> so, um, so that's, and then one more thing I know I'm crazy. I'm like super ambitious. Like what's the one thing you're going to implement? You're like, here are 14. No, but... I have, these are three. So Taya's two cents is now evergreen. It's just, yeah. it's going to yeah, yeah, continue. Yeah. Um, TikTok is going to be something that I'm going to be playing around with on a more consistent basis. Um, I got, I got scared away from TikTok because of some trolls, but I've overcome that and I'm, I'm back and I'm playing there um, and having a lot more fun with it. Uh, but in 2022, we're also going to be really owning the luxury space. Um, I see there no reason why I can't conquer that. And we're going to do that through Google. Um, and we're going to be creating specific content, community content, and helpful uh, pieces of content for for my Google business page. So yeah. when people look up Manhattan Beach Real Estate, Hermosa Beach Real Estate, um, not only are they going to see my profile, but there's going to be useful information um, that's going to earn their trust to convert those people. Because I get a lot of referral business. I want more direct business. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, that's awesome. And I love that it's like across multiple platforms too, right? Like you're not just like, oh, I think I might shoot like an extra video a month or whatever. You're like, I'm going all in on all of the things. That's awesome. I, um, I'm jealous of the studio. I just, you know, put a bookshelf behind me with some lights on it. And you've got, you know, your your videographer building out a studio. So I need to I need to talk to mine and tell him see see what I need to do to get him to step his step his game up. Well, I will say this. I mean, people are probably wondering, like, Taya, you sell real estate. How are you gonna have time to do all these videos? Like we have we are only going to be shooting twice a month. So and right, you shoot right now once a month, right? We shoot just, once, because... we shoot once a month. So now we're gonna be shooting twice a month where we're gonna be knocking out um Basically, the Taya's Two Cents and the YouTube show is going to be shot okay. in in one day, which, ta- believe it or not, you guys would be so mad at me if you saw how quickly I shoot Taya's Two Cents. You'd be like, this bitch. I literally get up there and I'm like, hey, everybody. Next one. like, And we just crank through that shit. And that's because I'm prepared. Yeah. Um, I know my hook. 
I feel comfortable with Ricky. We have a synergy and Mm -hmm. we just fucking knock that shit out. And now that that's part of like my routine and it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's more natural. Yeah. Um, Adding this new thing in that's where Esther, my marketing coordinator is really going to help me hone in my ideas. Um, So we're going to be shooting one day a month in studio and then one day a month on location. So we're actually going to be shooting um, the comedy shorts that are all real estate related um, in a luxury setting. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, and so, yeah, let's, can we talk a little bit about your creative process? So like prior to, I think it's important with shoots, um, to plan them out. I like you have a list on my phone of all of my ideas. Right. I love it. And I had a shitty content day the other day where like, (laughs) I, you know, I, I know you've probably had these, these moments where you're like, you're just like, trying to come up with the words and you're like, I thought I had the hook or I thought I had the, you know, especially with the shorts. Like I thought I had what I wanted to say and I was just stumbling over my words. And like my videographer actually made a blooper reel out of it. Cause it was so terrible after <laughs> about 45 minutes of trying to shoot. I was just like, we're done. And he was like, what? I was like, just sh- shut the camera off. I was like, we're done. I was like, I'll book another studio and we'll do this on another day. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, no, I just, I can't do this. But so, and the reason why that happened is because I didn't prepare, right? I had my topics, but I didn't think through what I wanted to say about them. So it was just like, you know, PMI and, you know, I can't, you know, bullet points. Alone. like there was just bullet <laughs> points. There was no like additional thought, right? So what do you do to plan out, you know, your content? You, you just said you come up with your hook, you have some bullet points. Like, you know, I know, I know you don't script your videos, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do to, to get yourself in the zone? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we have the idea like for the episode, which is usually inspired by maybe a comment that someone left on yeah. a past video. Um, so it's very important to analyze the engagement that you have on other videos. Or if you're doing like a, a story on Instagram and you say, ask me anything and people ask you questions. Yeah. Um, so usually what we do is we have that article. I have the, the most important points that I want to get across and then we play with the hook. So the hook is something that Ricky and I actually improvise because he's not a real estate agent and he's not an investor, right? He's just a novice person. And so when I present to him the idea, he'll go, I don't get that. Or he'll <laughs> go, <laughs> or he'll go. So what I'm hearing is this. And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, why would someone do this? I'm like, because that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And he goes, that's the hook. Yeah. Right. Like, and yeah. so we'll, we'll talk it out. We'll spend like maybe 10 minutes kind of talking about the hook. And as soon as we get it, we know it and then we do it. And if I feel slightly nervous, that's how I know it's yeah. the, it's the right one. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, we always ask people to subscribe. And so remember, this is only like two and a half minutes. Um, and usually I have a lot more to say. Really? That's surprising. <laughs> I know. Right. I'm like, I could talk about these people. Like, how do you know what to say? And I'm like, well, if I were to say to you, um, renting is better than owning, you would have an opinion about that. Yeah. And what's cool is that when Ricky and I shoot together, I want it to be conversational. So sometimes if, if I deliver and he goes, that felt flat, it felt rehearsed or whatever, I'll say, okay, well, can you ask me a question or give, or give me a strong opinion about something related to this topic so I can come back in an organic way and act like I'm talking to somebody. A hundred percent. I mean, and I think that's something too, that like, if I were to ask you a question, we're sitting on the street and there's no camera in front of us, you would have this strong opinion and all of these things. It's then the camera gets turned on and you're like, "Ah, ah," you know, so that's where, 
Um, that's a really good tip. Um, the other thing that I took from what you just said is also providing people with your opinion, right? Like we can regurgitate facts all day long or give vocab words all day long. But when you, when you're giving your opinion and that's where like the YouTube stuff, right? Like, Hey, here's the news, whether it's local or national. And this is, this is what that means for you here. And this is what I think is going to happen because of that. Right. Like that, that's where, you know, the additional value is really there and people are, are, are like, okay, yeah, she knows what she's talking about. Well, and remembering that you will never please a mob. Yeah. There's always going to be someone that disagrees with you and that's fine. You're not here to make friends. You're here to build trust with the people who are attracted to you. And, um, you know, I, I know for a fact, there are people who either think I'm dumb or annoying or whatever it is. And that's fine. Like we're never going to get along. We're never yeah. going to see eye to eye and I'm not trying to convert you yeah. to, to join my fan club. It's just um, not gonna happen. <laughs> get ready for some some fun YouTube comments. The people on YouTube, like TikTok, I think definitely are the worst as far as comments. Yes, YouTube people say, people say some mean shit on YouTube. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've my favorite response is just "bless your heart." Like, bless your heart. Like, oh my god. Well, I see. I can't wait to start doing. Uh, we're gonna start doing more um, response videos. Yes, on, on TikTok and and more duets. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was like, we should do like a fun. mean tweets. Oh, absolutely! We should all we should all get together. I, I'll bring that up in our next in our next mastermind. Do a we mean should. tweets because everyone has them. Um, all right, I have I have a final question. Then the final question. So, Ooh. roller skating, how's it going? It's funny that you should ask. Um, it's pouring rain outside, and the weather's been crap lately. Yeah, and which is very upsetting because we need to shoot my one year anniversary roller skating video. Um, and we already have the idea. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Don't do it. Yeah. But there's a trending sound that we're going to use for and my. It needs, it needs to happen soon. So it needs to happen right now before it jumps the shark. Um, yeah. So we have basically, um, I know what I'm going to wear and I know what I'm going to do. I know what the cover photo is. I yeah. know what the sound is. You just need sun, no rain. The sun needs to come out just for a hot minute yeah. so I can do this. Otherwise, it's going to be inside and it's going to be boring. But, um, but that's another thing is that, you know, I save all of my videos in folders on my phone. Yeah. So then that way, when it comes time to like do a montage, which by the way, if you don't have the app splice, you are missing out. That is hands down. I know they're not paying me to say this, but they should. Um, they are my splice, favorite. Where are you at? Yeah. Splice. Um, and another good one is beat leap. Beat leap is another one where it will um, really sync your, um, your videos mm-hmm. to yeah. the, to the music. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but I'm still roller skating. Um, actually, on my vision board, I have big goals. Um, and my skate, my skate coach, D Upshaw. I have a coach for everything. <laughs> um, he he actually is like, I'm ready to push you to the next level. So yes. ex- expect for me to be spinning and dipping and doing more like groove moves on my roller skates in the new year. I'm here for it. I love yeah. it. And that's, that was, I said that in San Diego. I was like, I want to see more roller skate property tour on roller skates. Oh yeah. Well, that, and again, like I'm way too ambitious, but we did have one of my ideas that we're probably not going to do, but it was, uh, me being on roller skates, skating up and down the strand, like asking random people of the public to be like, uh, first word that comes to mind when you hear realtor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and just like, but me on roller skates, just like talking to the public. Like, what is this person doing? Yeah. Yeah. I but I think that that would be a fun, I think that'd be a fun TikTok thing. Yeah. All right. Final question. It stumps many. If it were your last meal on earth, what would you be eating? 
French fries for sure. Just like fries and a burger. Okay. And a burger. All right. Do you have a particular, I'm pretty particular about my fries. What's your favorite kind of fry? Oh my God. I I don't discriminate. Um, I mean, neither do I, but like, I, I like some more than others. Yeah. I mean, like, believe it or not, I'm not a McDonald's fan when it comes to, to fries. Um, I would say, gosh, this is so random, but now my mouth is watering. (laughs) I love red Robin French fries. Huh. Okay. Red Red Robin steak fries. Yeah. I know there's some people who are going to be like, what is she talking about? Dude, red Robin French fries, like, or in and out, in and out in California. I don't know if they have them everywhere else now, but in and out, if you dip the fries in their special sauce, it's like. Heaven. Yeah. So like that's interesting. I I um I'm not a fan <laughs> of steak fries unless they're crispy. Cuz oh, the thing that I don't like about steak fries is like then sometimes you get them and they're like kind of soggy and like fries should be crispy. So like I like, <laughs> you know, thin shoestring potato fries, right? As long yeah. as they're not hard. And then like I like yesterday I had curly fries. Those were really oh, good. So good. Chick-fil-A waffle fries, sweet oh potato fries. Anyways, we should probably stop talking about these because um you know I'm hungry now. I had to eat eggs and eggs and sausage for lunch because I have no other food in my house right now. Well, and you're like a fitness guru now. <laughs> yeah, right. I had a massive burger and fries yesterday. It was amazing. <sighs> Anyways, um, Taya, you're the greatest. Thank you so much oh. for taking some time today to chat. For people that don't already follow you on social, where would be the best place for them to find you or how can they find you? The best place to find me and to interact with me is on Instagram. Um, and I'm also very active on TikTok especially lately. It's just been my guilty pleasure. I just, I love TikTok so much. So definitely follow me on both places. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was awesome catching up and hearing a little bit more about your career. Um, And I can't wait for really big things next year. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.